Hi, welcome to Pound Reels. I'm your host, Nia. And on this episode, I want to talk about the 2022 film Bones and All, which stars Tim- Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell, directed by Luca Guadagnino and written by David Cognish. I hope I'm saying that name right. And it's based on a novel by Camille DeAngelis. Stay tuned. Before we get into any kinds of spoilers, I want to read the plot for Bones and All via IMDb. Marin, a young woman, learns how to survive on the margins of society. A little bit deeper of that is a story of first love between Marin, a young woman learning how to survive on the margins of society, and Lee, an intense and disenfranchised drifter, as they meet and join together for a thousand-mile odyssey which takes them through the back roads, hidden passages and trap doors of Ronald Reagan's America. But despite their best efforts, all roads lead back to their terrifying past to a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their otherness. I think that was a pretty decent plot summary um, without giving away too, too much. But let's dive into that when I talk about the movie and get into some more spoilers. But you can't spend a night? Not all night. So where'd you move here from anyway? Eastern Shore. Try that. Dad! You didn't. When the cops get here, you have to be good and gone. I can't help you anymore. I know it's not your fault. You were born this way. You ate them. I believed you had to. I don't know why. I smelled you. I didn't know I could do that. I thought I was the only one. I don't want to hurt anybody. Famous last words. Are there lots of us? I don't actually meet many others. Why did you have to bring me along? You seem nice. I am nice. I came looking for you. I smelled you. And you can smell me half a mile away. Can you do that? Not that far. I got rules. Never, never, ever eat an eater. I thought you might be hungry. For hands? No. Who lives here? Is there someone dead up there? I'm not gonna be like that. We don't have many options. Either you eat, you off yourself, or you lock yourself up in there. We're dangerous. One of us. Jake's teach me how to smell other eaters. <laughs> but we can hurt one another just as bad. That is the sound of the spoiler alert. If you have not watched this film yet and you would like to, go ahead and pause this, watch the film, then come on back. 
So recently I went to my local Alamo Draft House. I went to the one on South Lamar um, to go see this film. And it was uh, <laughs> very different, unique. Um, and I will say about it, like I didn't know for sure what was coming. Kept me on the edge of my seat of like, like of suspense, like suspense wise, what was going to happen. Overall, I enjoyed uh, the film. I think that the performances between uh, Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet like really shined on screen. I'm not surprised. I've seen both of these actors in multiple things. Uh, one of the first things I think I saw Taylor Russell in was uh, the the first Escape Room that came out in uh, what was it? Was it 2019? 2000? Yeah, 2019. That's when that that one came out. That's the first movie that I saw her in, and as well as the second one. Oh. She also was in Before I Fall that starred uh, Zoe, uh, is it Dutch? Yeah, Zoe Dutch. So, but yeah, anyway, I know her from those films and also Waves. I feel like her performance in Waves is really great. So I'm I'm glad to see that she's in more things, getting more lead roles. And then Timothy Chalamet, um, you know, he was in Call Me By, By Your Name, Beautiful Boy, Lady Bird, Dune uh, last year, big blockbuster hit. Uh, he was an inter- intergalactic this year. Don't look up. Uh, he has a very uh, the French dis- Dispatch, which I really liked him in that movie and Little Woman as well. Um, so he has this very great catalog uh, or filmography of films that he's been in. So I'm not really surprised he's in another good movie. Another actor I really liked this movie is a guy who played uh Sully, Mark Rylance. Um. Now, when I watched the film, I was trying to figure out where I've seen him at before. So I dived into his uh, filmography and I saw that he was in The Trial of the Chicago 7. He was in Dunkirk. He was BFG in the BFG, uh, The Bridge of Spies, um, the outfit that came out earlier this year, but I didn't get to see, but it's on my list of movies I really, really want to watch. But and Ready Player One in 2018, like he has a really good filmography as well too. Um, it varies uh, vastly, which I, I really like. And then we had this really small, cam- um, I don't want to say cameo, but we had this really small appearance, appearance by uh, Chloe Savigny. And if you know this actress, she anything that she's in, it's damn good. And the first thing I ever saw her in was Kids back in what, like, was that like the 90s Kids came out? Um, I mean, I, when I saw kids, I think it was a little bit too young to be watching kids, but I, um, I saw kids and I, I really enjoyed, um, her in that too. If you've never seen kids, ugh, it's really good to watch. Um, I think it's very interesting. Rosario Doss is in it too. That was her first movie. Um, but let me like not stray, uh, too far off topic, but, um, I don't want to go like too too by the book with how the order of this movie is but I just want to talk about it so the plot summary on IMDb doesn't it tells you what's happening but it doesn't tell you in, in detail what's happening so we see that Marin is this young teen well not, let me not say young teen she's seven about 17 18 years old lives with her father it's just the two of them either the the, the mom left them the mom died something happened with the mother um, we don't know exactly what happened uh, as of yet, uh, early in this film. Um, but she's at school and one of the friends is like, oh, like, why don't you come over? I'm having like a sleepover. You know, you can get to know other girls at the school just besides me. 
you know, and she's very apprehensive and even tells her friend like, oh, hey, like my dad's like not really into that. He won't let me stay at night. And the friend's like, don't you just live like, you know, like, you know, over, not like was like over the tracks or by uh, what it was called the power lines, just follow the power lines and get to my house, like sneak out. And she does, you know, um, and it just seems like innocent, you know, teen, I want teenage st- stuff of I want to hang out with my friends, my parents being strict or particular. I'm going to go do what I want to anyway. Now, you know, if you're not a teenager, you understand that now in your adult life, there are reasons why your parents won't let you go do certain things. And unfortunately, we see why her dad was so adamant about her not staying the night at friends' houses uh, whenever she goes to the friend's house for the sleepover. She's not going to stay the night, but she's going to just be there for a little bit and then sneak back home. So there's a scene. It's in the trailer. So this is this is still not spoiling anything. So she's uh, at the friend's house and she's talking to one of the other girls and she's getting to know her. And it seems like a, a really nice, you know, bonding moment between her and this girl that will be her like new friend, which is awesome for her. Right. Until one um, of the girls shows her like uh, like paints the other girl's nails. like Oh, you know, do you like that? This color. And she looks at it. And, and I will say in the scene for a moment before the touching of the hand. I was like, is there like, is this a bonding moment or is this like, you know, like they're like kind of into each other? It was kind of tearing on that line. I wasn't really sure. Um, I was going more like maybe this could be a friendship, but it's a little bit, uh, a little bit deep. But um, the girl shows her the nail polish and asks her, like, oh, hey, like, do you, what do you think about this color? And Marion looks at it and she grabs her hand and she puts her the girl's finger in her mouth and she ends up biting this girl's finger and if you watch the film it's i mean the trailer cuts but it's it's pretty freaking graphic in the in the theater when we watched it i was watching with, with a friend and i saw her like cringe like oh god i'm like yeah i didn't know it was gonna be like that so the other two all the girls are freaking out what this happened the two girls pull her off with a friend and marin just books it out of there she has blood dripping on her mouth and on her shirt she runs all the way home doesn't bother sinking back in she's pounding on the front door dad opens the door sees her you know, covered in blood. And he's like, oh, what did you do? Like, we got to go. We, we, we want to go like two minutes, grab what you can, what you can grab. And we got to get the hell out of here because when the cops come, like they're going to be looking for you and I can't protect you whenever they, if they, if they get you. Um, and they go. And this for a moment, I want to talk about the man who played her father. Um, his name is uh, Andre Holland. I know him from um, Moonlight. I love him from Moonlight, Selma, uh, and 42. Those are the most movies I've seen him in. He was also in Passing in uh, 2021. He's a very, very amazing uh, actor. And I love seeing him in any role that he portrays. I really believe the character that he's, uh, you know, trying to put on put on screen. But um, yeah, so they end up leaving town, skipping town. You know, they're now they're like, kind of like on the lam, right? And uh, they get to a hotel and, you know, they stay there, there, just kind of like cool off. And he's like, we got to, you know, reevaluate and figure things out. So um, in the morning when Marion wakes up, she wakes up to her father's not there. And she's walking around calling his name. And then she sees a note on the desk with money. And um, there's actually a, a tape that he le- he leaves behind for her. And we don't hear the tape in its entirety at first. We're going to hear it throughout the entire film in different parts. But it's the father basically telling her like, hey, this isn't the first time this has happened. 
has happened multiple times with you of her biting or trying to eat humans. So this is where the spoiler comes in. This is a cannibal love story. In my opinion, this movie is a flat out cannibal love story, cannibal coming of age story, whatever, however you want to phrase it. But that's what it is to me. So um, he doesn't you know in the tape. He's telling her about the first time he remembers her doing something. And it was as early as when she was, um, I believe, like a baby or like a, like, a, like, like three. And she had a babysitter and uh, she attacked her babysitter. And the father said when he came home, it was just like she was like covered in blood, but it wasn't hers. It was the babysitters. And all he did was clean up, her, clean up his child and he disposed of the body. Uh, he's like, I didn't know what to do. He's like, I didn't know what to do. And, you know, her hearing this tape, you know, she's, there's all these emotions, right? She's 17, 18 years old. She's by herself. No father, no mother. No sense of like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I have some cash, but that's not going to, you know, be enough to keep the lights on, water, give me enough food. There's so many different things. And she's not having a parent or any trusted adult for that matter, be there to help her navigate life and help her navigate adulthood. And that's scary. And I feel like, you know, people who like me, who have had parents who are there to talk to them and give them advice and guide them in this really wild place we call life. Um, it I don't know what that feels like. So when I'm watching it, I felt so bad for her. I felt so bad for Marin's character because I was like, damn, like your mom left you. Oh, you know, your mom's dead. Your dad left you. Like, this is crazy. Like, this this must be so. And, and, and now, you know, like you've constantly had this issue and it's always going to be a problem. And now you got to figure out by yourself how to like, you know, move on. And so um, she's just basically homeless and she's just kind of like drifting around. And um, she comes, she takes a bus, goes to a town and uh, there's like really nowhere for her to go. So she's kind of like hanging out at the bus station and one night and um, she sees this man looking at her from across the street and she's a little bit terrified. Like why I would be terrified as a young lady by myself in a town I know no one in. There's no one there to protect me. I'm not in a home or hotel. And here's this random strange man across the street just staring at me. And they, you know, begin a conversation. It's very odd at first. And he tells her like, oh, I can I can I could smell you. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I could I could smell you from from some blocks over. And I just, you know, I had to come see what what it was that, you know, the scent was. And it's creepy. It's chilling. Um, And this is obviously the character of uh, Sully. Sully is odd. He's a very odd man. Um, It's it's in, I feel like the, every time we saw him in a scene, it was a mixture of he's kind of creepy, but he wants company. But it seems like any time he's gonna like attack attack her. It was it was, it was very odd, very weird. But um, he helps her in in a way of sorts, you know, kind of like tells her like you know the way of cannibals and you know how they are and how they how they've come to be, kind of um, to just like just like the basics, you know. He's like I can tell you how to smell other others, you know, and. He's like, I have a rule, you know, never eat a eater. And he brings her seemingly into his home, but it's actually not his home. It's a home of a woman that um, he basically invaded her house. 
and uh Marion's kind of scared she's like oh my god did you did you kill her and he's like well use your nose you know to, to find the body or whatever so she found finds a woman in the room it's an older woman on the floor and she's not dead but she's dying and so Marion's like did you kill her she's freaking out and he was like I didn't kill her but she is dying so essentially he's waiting for this woman to and I'm assuming she had like a stroke or a heart attack He's he just waiting for her to pass away naturally so then he can feed on her because he says, like, well, I don't I don't kill people, but I do I do eat what I need to eat. And it's just so like odd. But, um, you know, when it comes time that the woman passes, immediately they both can smell it. And uh, Marin goes in the room to see what's going like, you know, like, oh, does she actually, you know, pass? And he's in there. He's he's eating her. And he's in his underwear eating. And it's kind of odd or underwear in like a tank type, I believe. It's kind of odd, but it makes sense because it's covered in blood. Do you want blood all over your clothes? No, it's staying. It's hard to get out. It makes sense. Um, but we see that Marin doesn't stay with him. And you know, it's just kind of weird. It's kind of odd. She just feels uh, not safe around him is is the best way to explain it. So uh, she ends up sneaking out to leave and to, she catches a bus and she, she's running. And by the time she gets in the bus and it pulls away, Sully's there watching her drive off. And he looks upset, kind of confused, a little bit distraught. Looks like, like, a, little, like, like, like a range of emotions of, you know, not happy. Okay. And, um, you know, seemingly that's the last time she's going to see him, right? Like, whatever. And that's when we are introduced to, when she gets to the next town, we're introduced to uh, Timothy Chalamet's character. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Jesus. Uh, Lee. And Lee is a director source as well, too. She assumes that he is one of, is like her as well after a certain point of them uh, talking but they first meet in a grocery store she's shoplifting trying to get some stuff he can clearly tell what she's trying to do and there's some like drunk guy in the store kind of like you know messing around he distracts him so she can you know get whatever she's trying to get and get the store so whenever she gets out the store and um she goes to you know find him he comes out of some like you know little uh how do i call this like it looks like some kind of like some kind of building of sorts like a sh- not not a shed but like some kind of building or whatever and when he comes out he's he's covered in blood and she's like oh did you did you kill him he's like i mean like no one's gonna miss him you know what i mean like i'm doing the world of service you know it's not that big of a deal they end up taking that guy's car it's old truck i should say and the two just become like you know a unit they are moving together um because like i said they're both just drifters like kind of moving about and, you know, they talk further about it. You know, she's like, you know, have you always been this way? How was it? Eventually, Lee even tells her about his father um, and their relationship. At some point, she finds out that the, the, that the father was uh, abusive to him and his younger sister. And he protected his little sister. And he told Marion that, you know, like, I ended up having to kill my father, you know. And my she, he told her that, like, his father was just like him, a cannibal, a eater. They 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 don't really say them. I don't think they say the word cannibal at all in this movie. I don't think they do. They just call each other eaters. Um, but he lets her know, like you know, I killed my own father, like, and he literally ate his own dad. And he was like, oh, it 
it tasted so good or it was so satisfying, which is like so ominous and creepy. But because they have this like odd um, <laughs> thing in common, uh, you know, it, it's not such a big deal. And she confides in him like, you know, like I never knew my mother. I'm traveling to I believe it was like Minnesota to, you know, know more about her. All I know is this name on a piece of paper. Um, and they, on the way on the road, they also bump into a group of eaters. They look like backwater hillbillies. At least one of them, uh, looks like that. And they're all hanging out together. And, you know, Lee and Marin kind of like not feeling them. They give them, you know, again, weird, creepy vibes, you know? So it seems like with cannibals, you got to kind of find your tribe because it, it looks like, or appears that the ones that we see, we only really see like what? six other eaters in this movie lee marin sully um the two guys and then one more yeah it's like six six that we actually get to meet and see in this movie um it's not that big of a range of it and this film takes place in the what the 80s 90s um so there's that as well too um but there is a point where uh she Marin uh, goes to her grandmother's house and Lee's like oh you want me to come in with you she's like no no it's fine like I'm gonna do this by myself and her grandma's like yeah I didn't even know that she had any kids but this makes sense because you know she kind of like disassociated herself with us um and then the her grandmother's like, you know, when I say that your mother's not with this I don't mean that she's dead I mean that She's in a mental institution. She checked herself into it. Um, and so Marin like goes on the hunt for her mom and Lee goes with her. Um, and Lee was waiting outside while she went to go see her mom. Her mom is played by Chloe Savigny. And who says nothing in this in, in her in the one scene that she's in. Um, but once she goes to see her mom, they tell her, like, hey, you know, she's kind of fragile. Just be careful. And when she goes in, she sees that her mom looks hor she looks horrible. She's a mess. And Marin's trying to communicate with her, but the mom isn't really a talker. Uh, it's kind of like moans and groans. And when she sees her mother, she's also she also notices that um, she doesn't have any hands. And uh, when she talks to her mom for a bit, and the mom like attacks her, um, it kind of looks like she's trying to like eat eat her. And she gets you know it's it's it, again another range of emotions. It's like this is terrifying, but I'm excited to see you. But then it's like oh my god it's gonna be my life because uh, she runs out and she tells lee like she's freaking out when she tells him like oh my god like she she's like not well she went so crazy that she ate her own you know anatomy like this is so wild and you know she rightfully so has a freak out um now i'm trying to remember what happened because <laughs> i saw something like like last week after Marin's running with her mother and how the emotion that it conveyed, um, she ends up running away from Lee. Um, eventually, they do get back together because he goes looking for her. And uh, she tells him that it'll be, well, not she tells him, they decide that it'll be best if they, you know, basically try to just be like normal and live life and they get a place together and get jobs and they make a home, you know, a house of this home. And seemingly things are okay, seemingly things are fine until one day Sully finds her. And so Marin comes home, calls Lee's name, but Lee doesn't respond. And she 
she feels a little bit off, feels a little odd in the home, comes in, smells something before you know it. Silly has his hand over her, pushes her on the bed. And he just basically is like, you know, you thought you could get away from me. Like, you know, like we're supposed to be together. I don't think it's a romantic thing. And I don't think even Silly understands it. But he's like, you know, like I like need to be with you. And um, Marin's telling him, you know, like, you know, you're hurting me. I don't feel comfortable. You know, like this isn't like supposed to be okay. Now, while she's dealing with this with Sully on her and he has a knife to her, Lee comes in the house and uh, Lee said, whenever they talk later, Lee says that he could smell him from blocks away. But um, Lee and Sully, uh, str- they fight, they struggle. Marin's helping him as well, too. And Sully's able to uh, stab Lee in the chest, seemingly through the heart. Um, but they're still able to fight and they overpower Sully and they kill him. And, you know, when, when Marin, whenever, whenever Marin turns back around and, you know, her and Lee are talking, they realize, you know, Lee's hurt more than he let on. Obviously, adrenaline was pumping through his body. So he wasn't really feeling the effects of the, of the wound that he sustained. And Marin's like, we, we gotta go the, you know, we gotta go get you help. But, you know, looking in the home, there's all this blood. It's it's a crime scene. And they're thinking it's not going to be a good thing. And Lee's saying there's there's no time. Like, you just got to, you know, I want you I want you to eat me. I want you to consume me. You know, um, you have to. It's like his, it's his dying wish. And I found it so odd and so weird because I get what he's coming for. He's coming from like, hey, don't waste it. <laughs> don't waste oh it's not funny but it's like don't waste a free meal you know go ahead and and do it uh but I get where Marin's coming from of like do you really want to eat the person you love that's a bit that's a bit much um but she uh she consumes him and as he's saying as she's eating him he's like you know you gotta do it Marin bones and all you gotta do it and they there's just music playing over the entire scene he's screaming in agony and pain but it's it's so it's such an odd it's such an odd scene because it's we love each other we're in love but you're eating me so it's it's kind of going back and forth between her kissing him and consuming him but you know all in all at the end she's still all alone after all of that um but yeah, that was bones and all. It, <laughs> I I think it was a very unique story. Um, I I would like to read the the novel that it's based on to uh, you know see how it compares and maybe there's some differences or, or, or uh, other things explained. So like um, for the eaters, for example, I would like to know more in detail about that. You know, if someone's born this way, because they alluded in the movie that the people who are eaters they're born this way one of their parents are are an eater in uh Marin's case it was her father in Lee's case it was in Marin's case sorry it was her mother in Lee's case it was his father so I'm wondering like where does all does, does this all stem from is it like a chemical imbalance is it that these people that are eaters their body craves something that you know quote-unquote normal people don't um and there there are sometimes there was a scene where there was uh Sully was making chicken and Marion was like 
you know, kind of, <laughs> she was kind of like upset. She was like, so you invited me to eat chicken knowing I'm an eater. You know, he's like, that's, that's not, that's not what I did. It's kind of like, you know, eat this now until we can actually eat how we want to. And I think that was, you know, uh, I think that was comparing how meat eaters versus like vegetarians kind of, kind of deal, which I understand the contrast, but like, whoa. Um, but overall with this film, I really enjoyed it. I think it was good. I wish that we did get to see Marin, like, you know, bump into her father again or find him and confront him. Like, I know it was difficult for you, but you still left me by myself uh, to my own devices. And I had, like, nowhere to go. And you gave me, ha- we don't know how much money he gave her, but it's like you gave me some money and it was like, wish you the best of luck. Best of luck. I, don't, I don't know how to help you any further. And, you know, you could have told me that this is how your, that this is how your mother was. She was just like you. If he knew, I don't know if if he knew or not. I think the reason why the mother left was because she thought that she would probably kill her baby. I don't, they they never show it. Maybe it was like too grotesque to show or talk about how an eater feels about kids or infants. But to me, it seemed like the mom knew, hey, I'm not going to be able to control myself. I might turn against my family like my my husband or this man I created a life with I might turn on him or my child and I don't want that so let me go ahead and check myself into a mental institution maybe they can fix me but in reality they can't fix this craving that she quote-unquote naturally desires but um I think overall the film was good like I said uh I enjoyed it I don't need to watch it again just because I don't want to and I I like horror movies y'all I really like horror movies but I don't want to watch it for these like really grotesque scenes when they were like throughout the film they were showing more like deeper levels of them eating and consuming these these people and it starts off kind of in it well I don't want to say it starts off innocently it starts with Marion biting someone's finger off right and uh they kind of like paddle it back and forth so it's not too much it kind of builds in in intensity until you know we see a scene where you can literally see them biting into the flesh and pulling it off and it's just like this is so disgusting this is so creepy like ew um but yeah I really felt like I was in it the 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 crunch (laughs) the crunching and slurping sounds Whoever was the folly, the folly uh, artist, Foley, Foley, it's Foley, isn't it? Anyway, whoever that was who did this work did a great job. I'm actually going to see if on IMDb they list the Foley artist because that'd be pretty cool. Let's see. They have director, writer, cast, producer, composer, editor, blah, 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 blah. special effect. Maybe it's under special effects. I think it's under special effects because they don't have folly or foley artist underneath here but it wouldn't be a special effect right it's not a special effect it's it's a foley artist if you don't know what a foley artist is or foley artist I, I, i'm like forgetting how to say this word at this moment i learned about this whenever i was like a kid because disney actually did something on it disney channel did something on it once a kid but they are someone who they make the sound for movies so I'm pretty sure, you know, the the average moviegoer thinks that the sounds that they that they hear in a movie, you know, is actually what was recorded when that scene was being filmed. But actually, you have these people called folly artists or foley artists, and they're in a studio and they're watching the scene 
And if they're if the person's walking and they have boots on, then they'll wear boots and they have like a little sound stage to amplify the sound and they'll match it. So if they're walking on pavement, pavement probably has like rocks in it. They'll they'll try to mimic that sound as closely as possible. If there's like raindrops on a window, they'll try to mimic that sound as closely as possible. So it's really cool how they manipulate everyday objects to, objects to make these sounds that we're we're so used to hearing in our everyday life. It's pretty cool. If you have time to like um look it up on YouTube to see how they create these sounds, it's really nice how they uh they match it up. And on that note, I advise anyone who's into movies and want to know like more so about like the inner workings. Anything you're curious about, you can either find it on like a bonus feature on the movie or you can uh, go on YouTube and you can just type in, you know, uh, behind the scenes wardrobe stylist for movies. Like, what do they do? And you can see the work that they put into it. I would say like the wardrobe for this movie is very obviously it's pretty easy it's it's the 80s so it's not too difficult the wardrobe the hairstyles uh the towns that they went in to me I mean I'm not an 80s kid but from what I've seen of the 80s it looks decent enough to me where I'm like yeah that's that's the 80s to me you know what I mean um but uh like I said if you're into stuff like that just type in whatever thing you're interested in and just look it up it's there's a lot of really cool things uh that go on behind the scenes and these are people who they, they they usually don't get credit. I feel like with the movie, it's usually like, okay, the actors are the people who get the most accolades, right? And then you have the director and the writers. And then it kind of stops there uh, with people like recognizing people. Sometimes people recognize a composer uh, or like, the score for a film in total. But that's kind of where it stops. Maybe maybe wardrobe, but... And I'll say now like with like movies like Marvel and other films that have a lot of like uh, uh, visual effects they'll credit the 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 visual effects team but that's about it you don't really hear about the makeup artists or the producers the production design like the people who create these sets that they're you think oh they're they're um out in the desert but in reality they're on the sound stage it's all created by someone from a sketch to it actually being created which is it's really cool i don't usually quote a lot of movies um Unless they have quotes that are very pivotal in the scene. So there is a film, there is a scene where um, Marin and Lee are talking to Jake, the other ear. And Marin says to Brad, who's one of the other, oh, I'll just say Jake's friend. She says, you're not one of us, Jake. Absolutely normal he is. Well, uh, clearly not normal. Hasn't had his full bones yet. But I reckon that's coming soon enough, Lee. Full bones, Jake. When you eat the whole thing, bones and all, you ain't done that yet. That's a big fucking deal. It's like your first time. There's before bones and all, and then there's after. And when I heard that, it was just heard and saw it, and because this guy, like, he looks so freaking creepy and disgusting. Like, it looks like he's just like dripping with like dirt. Um. It just it just stuck with me. It was very disgusting, um, but uh, I like that we got we got that. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Pampa Reels. Uh, tune in next time. I'll be covering the menu. I saw that. That was a pretty good film. So tune in if you want to hear more details about that. Thanks. <laughs>